Hi everyone. I'm going to assume that this is working. You know me and <laughs> technology, right? So everything's new. Everything's different. Chapel is going to be taking place via a variety of, of uh, online kinds of things. And this is my contribution, at least in the month of August. And the theme for this particular school year is being taken from the, the book of Hebrews, specifically chapter 6 and uh, verse 19. But I'd like to, to read uh, some verses that precede uh, verse 19. So I'm going to start at chapter 6, verse 13. If you want to follow along in your Bibles, that would, that would be great. This is what the author of Hebrews has to say. He says, When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed with an oath. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And there's plenty there for us to unpack, but what I'd like to focus on is really found in verse 18, and we'll get there um, in just a moment. Um, promises, 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 right? So many years ago, um, when my wife and I divided up our our various household chores, one of the chores that we both agreed on was that my wife, Anne, would do all the cooking and I would do the shopping so that I got whatever items she needed for cooking and then I would be responsible for cleaning the kitchen. And occasionally I would go to bed at night without having cleaned the kitchen and she would wake up earlier than I do, she still does, um, typically, and uh, she would walk into the kitchen and it would be a mess. And she expressed to me, as she should have, um, how much she disliked that. And, um, and so I promised her that she would never wake up in the morning and walk into a kitchen that was not clean. Hmm. I think I kept that promise for probably a week. And uh, then one morning she woke up and got into the kitchen and it was not clean. You see, promises are really easy to make. The difficult part is keeping them. We're talking about promises. Uh, three different times in this short section of scripture, the word promise or promised is used. 
verse 13, verse 15, and verse 17. And uh, what we should understand is uh, the background to this particular passage has to do with the fact that, that the author of Hebrews is writing to Hebrews, to Jewish people who have chosen to become followers of Jesus, who believe that the promise that was given to Abraham was fulfilled in the person of Jesus, that he is, in fact, the Messiah, the one that was promised. The author of Hebrews is writing to Jewish followers of Jesus who are in the midst of suffering persecution. They are being excluded from the wider Jewish communities in which um, they live in various places across, in that day and time, the Roman Empire. And in some cases, they're, they're actually being jailed. Some of them are having their property confiscated. And uh, at the lower end of, of the scale, they are, are simply being excluded. They're not welcome in the synagogue anymore. They're not welcome in their trade associations. And that can be devastating for a family, for their economic well-being, and for their sense of security. And so for the Jews in the first century that the author of Hebrews is concerned about, um, there's a great deal of uncertainty. And uh, they feel uh, exposed and very, very unsettled. And in many ways, we, as we're dealing with this new COVID mess that we're currently in, uh, we find that we too are living in the midst of uncertainty. We too feel unsettled. We don't know what's next. The, the watchword across uh, the whole of the globe is that situations are fluid. Hmm. Uh, that means we haven't a clue what's next. And we don't. We simply don't. But that's not exclusive to COVID. There are many times in our lives when we feel unsettled. We feel uncertain. And we're looking for people to give us promise, some kind of promise, some kind of promise that leads us to a secure place, right? Uh, so <laughs> uh, here we are in the midst of, of another election um, presidential election, um, offices for federal government, senators, congressmen, and other kinds of people running for other kinds of offices, all right? State and local offices. So what we find is a lot of people making promises. But remember, promises are easy to make, uh, but keeping them is not always easy. But the author of Hebrews here is talking about Father Abraham. And of course, for Jews, um, Father Abraham is really their, um, their predecessor in, um, in, a, in an ethnic way. Um, he is their father. For those of us who have decided uh, to join the Jewish believers in Messiah and call ourselves Christians today, Abraham is our father as well by spiritual heritage and the Apostle Paul tells us that in a couple of different places in the book of Romans. So when he looks back to Abraham he's looking back to the forefather. He's looking back to the one um, who had received the promises from God and the promise that he's making reference to is actually in verse 13 and 14 and that promise is of a son and then from that son descendants. 
And descendants, of course, includes, um, first off, the Jewish descendants, the Hebrew people that are, that are the primary audience, but then in a secondary way, um, the descendants are any of those who have chosen um, to follow Jesus, and that includes those of us who claim uh, the family name of Christian. And so um, the first audience of this letter are Jewish believers in Jesus. The secondary audience is us who claim to be Christians. Well, the long story made short is that in this section, the author is saying God made a promise. And that promise ultimately led to the person of Jesus and all that Jesus accomplished in his mission in showing us very clearly who God is, showing us very clearly the heart of God, uh, telling us very carefully and in marvelous ways through stories and by his life and example that God desires us, that he loves us with a never-failing love. So, the author of Hebrews is saying, look, God made a promise, and he kept it. He kept it in the person of Jesus. In verse 18, we read uh, in the second half of the verse, we read this. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. You see, the whole purpose of this small section of Hebrews is to encourage the church that's being persecuted, to encourage believers who are feeling uncertain, unsettled, who are actually having things taken away from them. Things that mattered to them are being taken away, and in some cases they are being taken away. This passage is intended to encourage us. So, really, what we need to ask is, have we fled to take hold of the hope that has been set before us? And honestly, it is something that I need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. I need to run to Jesus day by day. I need to run and find refuge in Jesus. In fact, it's very interesting, the word for fled in this passage in Hebrews is used in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. It's used there uh, to describe those who are seeking protection in the cities of refuge. Fleeing to the place of protection, fleeing to a place of refuge. And the most likely place for those of us who are followers of Jesus to find protection to find security, to find certainty, is in the person of Jesus. This is what the author of Hebrews is calling us to. And he says, if we do that, if we, if we flee to that place, which is the fulfillment of promise, the person of Jesus, and take hold of the hope that he has given us, the hope that we need just for today, we will be greatly encouraged. Why? Because it is like an anchor to our soul. That's where we need to be. That's because God 
made a promise, he's kept it, and now we need to take hold of that promise. And in doing so, to be encouraged, even in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of unsettled new things, in the midst of things being taken away from us. The person of Jesus, the one who is the promise, is there for us to hold on to so that we will be encouraged. And in our own encouragement, we too can be promise keepers. Blessings on you.